Hello, everybody, and welcome to iZombie Radio, your source for everything iZombie-related here on the DC TV Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, Chris King. I'm joined here by both Sean Carpenter and Blaze Hopkins. Sean, Blaze, how are you guys doing? I am the epitome of brain dead right now. I'm in the finals of Crunch Week, so I actually am the walking, talking, living dead. Very appropriate. Very appropriate for this podcast. Well, yes, and I also had to reference three different TV shows. Or exactly. one's a movie, one's an after show, and one's a TV show. It was impressive. All three in one. <laughs> and Blaze, how about you? I'm doing good. I'm in the holiday spirit. Um, yeah, busy as always, but, you know, love and life. Busy as always. What's new? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, as Blaze said, I mean, we're recording this on the uh, 13th of December. Uh, so, you know, this is our last, uh, actually our last episode of 2016. We're going to take a little break um, after this week because with Christmas and, you know, the holidays coming up, um, you know, we all want to be spending time with our families. We have some, I'm sure we all have some shopping to do and, and events to, you know, attend. So we're going to be, uh, this is going to be the final episode of Eyes on Radio for 2016, but we will be back in 2017. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show about, you know, the, the game plan for that. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so just want to say like, Merry Christmas and happy holidays to everybody who's listening. Uh, whenever you're listening to this, we all hope you have, you know, a great holiday season with your family. Um, but seeing as this is the last episode of iZombie Radio uh, for this year, we've got two things that we're doing, which I'm pretty excited to, to dig into. Um, we will be doing uh, the final two episodes of season one for our recap and review. That is episode uh, 12 of season one, which is titled Dead Rat, Live Rat. At Brown Rat, White Rat, that is such a long title. And then, uh. But it's a Dr. Seuss reference. I know. Come on. I like it. I like it. I just always. I remember writing out that title when I was reviewing the episode and being like, am I missing a word? (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, Well, I'm going to have to write it out as well once this episode's ready to be posted, so. True, true. Uh, I feel ya. And then, uh, episode 13, the season finale, which is titled Blaine's World. So we'll be getting into that. Uh, shortly, but before we uh, we do our recap and review, we're gonna do something kind of fun, which is um, our top five moments of iZombie in 2016. Um, so obviously, iZombie hasn't been on the air since April, um, but we did get uh, you know we got I, th- I believe what ten yeah ten new episodes of season two in 2016. So from those ten episodes, we all chose our five top moments. Um, so what we're going to do is Sean blaze and myself, we're going to go around, we're going to start, uh, each start with our number five and we'll just go around and talk about it. I'm sure we'll have some, uh, we haven't talked about these beforehand, so, uh, we, we don't know who has who, but I'm sure we'll have some, you know, commonality. Um, and, uh, and yeah, and, uh, it'll just be kind of a fun way to reflect on, you know, that, that back half of season two, which I think was, you know, incredibly strong. And obviously with that two part finale, just finished in a great way um i just realized so, one of my top five is actually in 2015 that's all right at this Oops. point at this point <laughs> keep it on at this point keep it on uh, okay no well believe me because i almost put the zombie bro episode on and then i was like oh crap that was back in the fall of last year i got the uh, superhero episode and i'm like oh uh, oh that was literally the, that winter, was, the winter finale it was yeah. the winter finale <laughs> Um, that's all right. You can you can keep that one in there. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, since, Sean. Since you mentioned thank you. Uh, uh, but since you mentioned your list, uh, why don't we start with you? Why don't you start off with your number five uh, moment? Um, from the okay. Show? Well, actually, we were just talking about my number five, which is surprising because oh. uh, there's it should have been higher up on the list, but there are other moments that I've preferred. Um, it's just my moment for the episode actually is pretty much the entire episode with how cheesy Liv talks when she is in, like, vigilante mode. It is the best. Because <laughs> it's that overly cheesy, like, 60s Batman, oh, 
holy rusty metal Batman or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that was actually from Batman and Robin, come to think yeah. of it. We all, we all like to forget that movie a little bit. But, uh... <laughs> That's the only part I remember. Well, it's a good thing that movie happened, though. Otherwise, we don't get Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. But uh, but I digress. Um, but no, dude, yeah, I, I agree. Like, that episode was... It was a lot of fun, and I, I kind of liked it as, like, a wink and a nod to the other comic book properties on the CW. Because, you know, Liv's a comic book character, but she's not suiting up like, you know, Oliver on Arrow or Barry on The Flash. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that, that episode was a ton of fun. Uh, back when it aired, I really, that's one that, like, I, I find myself wanting to rewatch more and more. Yeah, I'm definitely with you guys there. Um, yeah, I agree with what, I pretty much, like, agree with what you said, Chris, um, just how, for how different, you know, of a hero she is, it's nice that, you know, it, it sort of finally, like, I guess, like, pits her that way and reminds you that she's just as... She has just as much of an impact as like those other heroes do. Totally. And 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 Sean, since it was like your moment, so your favorite part was just like, just like the kind of dialogue she was delivering and like the the quippy it was, kind. It was the overall cheesiness of whenever she suited up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I agree. Totally. Um. All right. Well, moving on here, Blaze. What's your number five? Um, my number five is when Bazio leaves Clive. Okay, that is uh, that is on my list as well. It's my number my number three moment, but we can talk about it now. Mm, sorry. It's all. <laughs> I, 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 no, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this I'm like surprised that this landed as like my number five. Kind of just like it's kind of funny how many great things happen this season. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This is just like, Bazio was just the first time we've really seen Clive, like, have a personal storyline, um, yeah. and a relationship and like a serious relationship. And it's just so heartbreaking, like how things play out, you know, and I guess like the circumstances surrounding their breakup and everything. Um, and yeah, it's we it's just the first time we really really see Clive like hurting and like ha be like that emotionally impacted by something. So I don't know, man. It's a, one of the many heartbreaking moments from this season. No, I I wholeheartedly agree, and I think what makes that I mean when I say it's a top three like favorite moment, I don't I'm not it's not a favorite because like kind of like you said because of you know it's obviously very hard breaking and sad but it's 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 what it shows about his and Liv's relationship yeah you know that he he finds out the truth about her you know about her being a zombie um and then he he you know he he won't let Basio as much as he loves her you know he, he can't let her in because he has he knows how important that secret is and he knows he has to protect Liv and um that was just a true testament to me for not only their partnership but their their friendship and their connection uh, between Clive and Liv. And that's why as, as sad as that moment is, I also think it's, it's, it's heartwarming in some type of way too, because Clive is willing to sacrifice what he holds most dear for Liv. Well, it's also, dude, it's also like, so, I mean, not to get into the episodes we're about to talk about um, later, no, but, it's, but it's ironically, okay. like it's rewatching the pain scenes. Mm -hmm. and how she handles it, and now, like, discussing this, like, it's, like, you're saying, like, it's really crazy that, you know, you'd think sort of, like, Peyton would respond like Clive did, and Clive would respond how Peyton did, in a way. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, like, it's vice versa, and, yeah, it speaks, like, levels for their relationship and, like, how far they've come. For sure. Sean, what did, what did you think about their, their breakup? Did you have anything to add? No, I think you guys hit it on the head. I really don't have much else to say. I mean, it's sad, but it opens up for more potential silly romances come this season, or future <laughs> seasons for that matter. Definitely. And I want to give a shout-out, too, to Jessica Harmon, who plays Fazio. Like, she was such a great addition in season two, and just, like... 
she brought like such a fun energy. She made the precinct more fun, you know, just with her and Clive and mm-hmm. and everything. Um, and she's great in that last scene. That it's just like you said, so heartbreaking. But uh, but yeah, moving on to to, uh, to my number five. It's completely, totally the opposite direction here, um, which is uh, Fifty Shades of Grey Live uh, in the Fifty Shades uh, inspired episode. Uh, Fifty the- Shades of Grey Matter. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Because brain uh, puns. Exactly. Do either of you guys have this on your list? I do uh, not. I do. Okay, cool. <laughs> Where, where's uh, it? My moments are all of the inappropriate moments, because my moment is a collection of moments that I sort of compile into one, because they're very quick and brief, so adding them all together, every time Liv just sort of catches herself looking at someone inappropriately... Yeah, I just still, I just still love. I mean, it was in the ads for that episode constantly. That la- line to a uh, Robbie, like, "I've been a bad morgue attendant." Like, and just, <laughs> oh jeez, that moment was yeah. so silly. Yeah, and it's just like again, like it was just again a chance for Rose to be kind of goofy and fun and light, and um, that whole episode was just like like just a lot of a lot of fun, and it took something as ridiculous as Fifty Shades of Grey and. And kind of, you know, used it for, like, a great source of comic relief. And we had, you know, we had Kristen Bell making, like, the voice cameo in that episode, too. It just was, like, uh, there's a lot to love there. But, yeah, Rose just killed it. And I just I just always think of that, that scene and Robbie's reaction to her, like, grabbing his butt and just all that stuff. It's just, it's, it's great. Um, and that's why I had to put it on my list because Stripper Brain was up there, too. Uh, stripper brain was probably like number six for me. I don't want stripper wanna... brain's actually further on down the list for me. This oh, was my number four. So oh, per- perfect. Then I will save my stripper brain comments for later. Uh, but uh, between those two, they, they were just a lot of fun uh, in season two. Uh, and yeah, but um, do you but think Sean... they'll go Fifty Shades Darker? I... <laughs> no, <laughs> that might. No, let's let's hope not. I mean. You, I think you and I saw the new trailer this weekend at the nope, movies. Yep, place. Nope, I don't, yep, nope, nope. I don't think I able to... saw it at the Fantastic when I saw Fantastic Beasts, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> I don't remember if it was before or after the Power Rangers trailer. But so. <laughs> but but the Power Rangers one was definitely the one you were thinking about afterwards. I'm sure. Of course. <laughs> Yeah, as as it should be. I think everyone you watch as fifty. I am wearing my Red Ranger shirt right now. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, well, Sean, I know that was your number four moment, uh, Fifty Shades. But let's move on then to your number three. Uh, my number three would be. Uh, hold on, I'm scrolling down my list real quick. Oh, good. Uh see um would be the season finale okay (laughs) salivation army um just that whole sort of them breaking into max rager on the soldier brain and sort of just kicking ass and taking names that is uh that is on my list as well it is uh i kind of just I kind of have it as as mainly that that zombie outbreak and the breaking in at max rager uh, that's number two on my list. Yeah, that's number two for me as well. Okay, perfect. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Sean, go go ahead, start talking about it. Uh, well, around that time, I was playing a lot of like zombie-ish games when it came out because I procrastinate on my homework all the time and play video games all the time without paying any regard to my homework. Hence why I'm in the middle of also writing an essay while we're recording this. Uh, <laughs> no worries, the essay's not due till Friday, so I've got time. But uh, it was just that sort of video game moment. And I know they were on Soldier Brain, and it it just seemed like it would be like a cutscene out of a video game. And just seeing how cold Liv was, was very interesting. 
mm-hmm. when she was just going around killing essentially people, but you know, zombie people. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, Blaze, what about you? What do you what, what like made you put it at number two? Yeah, I mean, like I completely agree. Like this is. We, you know, we get full-on zombie mode here and there, but this was the first, uh, like, classic zombie, um, like, scenes we got, an episode we got, and just to see, you know, like, I'm a big zombie fan, um, one of my favorite movies is Night of the Living Dead, and, but just, like, in all zombie movies, you know, from, from, uh, whether it's, like, Shaun of the Dead, whether it's more of the classics, like, Evil Dead, and everything, and, like, all those, like, fantasy, all those zombie movies, anything that's, like, showed them, it always portrays them as, um, like, the, you know, the mindless, just, like, video game versions, like Sean put it, and that's why I love the episode. It's just, like, a great build-up to, like, finally give us it, and they do it so well, and it's, like, so much fun that I just love that. An honorable mention, though, for this episode is when they, like, go back up to uh, where uh, Fillmore Graves is, and you have that zombie playing, uh, can't remember the name of the third, uh, Matchbox 20 song, in yeah. front of a dead Rob Thomas. Like, yeah. <laughs> this episode had a lot of fun moments, and it was really hard to pick one. No, totally. I mean, it's got a lot of fun moments, it's got heartbreaking moments when when spoiler alert Liv has to kill drake um but that i don't think anything tops that that kind of action-packed sequence that we get um and kind of just echoing everything you guys said it felt like it was like something out of a big budget zombie movie you know and uh i just love the tension like you don't know for a second there if clive's gonna get scratched um, or bit, and then, you know, that he's willing to take his own life rather than become a zombie. It's just, you know, Von de Clark finally gets what's coming to him. Like, there's just so much... By his own daughter, nonetheless. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's just, uh, which is very fitting. I mean, there's there's really nothing more I can say except just... I mean, I remember watching that, my jaw dropping, and I was just sitting there like, holy crap, I zombie, you guys are going for it. I mean... It's one of still. It's it came out back. It came out back in April. It's been eight months now. It's still easily in my top five episodes of the year. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it's just that that strong of an episode and that sequence is a big reason why. Um, but yeah, but uh, awesome. Well, uh, Blaze, moving on to you for your number uh, number four. Um, my number four is Stripper Brain. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Um. I didn't know, I kind of like held off on bringing it up because I didn't know if we were going to move into it, but yeah. Um, That's my number two, so. Okay. Perfect. Um, Perfect. But yeah, you know, along the same lines, like it's just a fun episode, like you said with the Fifty Shades. Um, it's a fun topic for them to touch on, like uh, we're going to get a little bit more of uh, something similar with like Dominatrix Brain this upcoming season, and I think the episodes are fun because like they're so, you know, like like discomfort is funny and like the scenes like you said in the other one with like um everything she's doing throughout the episode and stuff and just like seeing the other characters like in this episode how she like gives Peyton the lap dance and stuff and then is like yeah like is basically like tells her like I should be an object or like think of me like an object yeah and like I don't know it's just a lot of fun so I I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, just like I, I love Peyton's reaction in that scene too, because like and like and how essentially Peyton is using Liv's brain to help her with the case, and she's kind of just like, <laughs> "All right, like I wanted your help, Liv. I just gotta go with it." And uh, it, oh, <laughs> it's just uh, oh, go ahead, Sean. Oh, I wasn't gonna say anything. I was actually just laughing. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I thought you wanted to say something there. Um, no. He, uh, I just, I think they just, they just have a lot of, a lot of fun with it. And again, it's one of those moments where you're just like, okay, like I zombie, you're going there. You're just like, like, that's what I love with the show. It always pushes for that awkward humor, but it's never like the kind of painful, awkward, where like something I, you know, like I've watched the office before, you know, as I'm sure many people have the office and like some moments on that show were like, 
cringy humor. It never gets to cringy. It's just that kind of like awkward, uncomfortable, like I can't believe they're going here. Mm-hmm. And it's it's always a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, that just reminds me of how excited I am for Dominatrix Brand Season 3, too. Mm-hmm. I'm just ready for that interaction between Dominatrix Brain Liv and Peyton, just to see how awkward it could get. <laughs> yeah, if it can get any, if it can get more awkward. <laughs> oh man, Sean, did you have anything to add? For no, it, it's my number two, but you guys pretty much hit all the points on why it just all of the time she's just randomly dancing. <laughs> In the morgue, especially, because it's just not the appropriate place to be doing that. I, I also love the, like, sh- like small little friendship she makes with the, the other dancers in the club. Yeah. Too. Like, yeah, they're just... <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Um, but great, yeah. All right, well, then, my number four, I'm not sure if it's on either of your lists, but uh, is the, the One Day More sequence. Um when From which find, episode? I believe it's the Whopper is the end, okay. the end, of, the end yeah. of that episode. When they find the, the Tainted Utopium. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's – and Blaine is the – he's uh, – you know, he's uh, – what's it called? He put – you know, has like the old man makeup to freak out his dad and oh, – yeah. yeah. That was perfect. Yeah, and it's all set to one day more from Les Mis. And um, part of it is like – because maybe I just I like I like Les Miserables a lot, but uh, but I also just thought that song it was such an odd choice. It's such a brilliant choice to end that episode with, and it just I thought it built really really well until that end when they they discover you know when they find the buried utopium, um, and again Blaine that whole part of it with Blaine with his dad and it's just it's so darkly comedic and. It's everything I love about Blaine in, like, one sequence Sequence there. Um, and, yeah, I just, again, I thought it was just the, the song worked perfectly. And it was, it's again, one of those moments where, like, I talked talked about uh, how Salivation Army has stayed with me for eight months. That, sequ- uh, that sequence to end that episode has stayed with me for months as well. I just always go back to it. I think it's one of the best scenes I've, uh, best scenes, best sequences I've seen on TV. Wow. It's- Would be about ten months come this Friday. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. It's just such a unique scene. It's like it's nothing I saw on TV this year. It's it just feels so perfectly I Zombie, and I think that's why I had to put it on my list, even though it's a small moment. Um, it's it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's just like like smartly like like you said, it's like smartly dark and just like weird, but works. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, I love the weirdness of it. It's just, uh, you know, it's just like out of all the songs you could. I, I remember when it came on, and I was really like, okay, one day more. Inter- like, I wonder how much this costs you in music, like licensing. But um, and then like without like hesitate, like without the, you know, I heard the opening notes, and I was just like, okay, no, this is really working. Um, well, just, well, that's why they hired Rob Thomas in the finale. Like fair. they actually. Because it was probably cheaper to get Rob Thomas to play the songs than it was to license it. <laughs> Quite possibly, you're, you're probably right there, man. But uh, but yeah, but uh, but Sean, go ahead. Which uh, I forget what number we're on. I only have my number one left, and I am going to save that one for the last one. So I'm going to take a nice little pass right there. I think I only have my number one left as well. So I have Blaise, my number. I... I have my number three. Okay, perfect. So my number three is when Liv gets to finally punch Rita when she finds out <laughs> finally about like her whole plot and scheme and that she's been the one uh, with Major like purposefully screwing with her because that's just like so simple, so satisfying. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just it's making me smile thinking Not, about uh... it. Just like just because like Liv like. It's just great to see her finally just, like, not give an F and just, like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm done. Like, F you. Like, you don't – because, I don't know. I feel like at that point also, you know, Rita sort of is, like, thinks – not, like, that she's won, but necessarily that she's sort of outsmarted Liv and Mm -hmm. everything. And that's Liv just being like, oh, you think you pulled one over on me? And then just clocks her. I – 
I wholeheartedly agree. I'm actually kind of upset with myself that I didn't think to put it on here. Um, that is a in one of the most satisfying moments of the season. <laughs> I remember, I remember audibly cheering in my living room when I was watching. It. I was like, "Oh yes, they, yes, uh, they went there. It's so good." Uh, yeah, Rita Gilda, whatever she wants to call herself, um, when Liv discovers the the truth about her and and about how she's kind of been controlling Major and yeah that. Uh, I I love it too. I love that it's not a slap. I love that it's a punch. You know, it, just, it feels it feels so in character with Liv that it's a punch too. Um, yeah, I I don't have any more to say. I just yeah, it's a great it's a great pick. It definitely is. Yeah, I <laughs> I honestly like after after we're done recording this, I might just like look it up on YouTube just to watch that one scene again. <laughs> oh man. Um, Awesome. Well, great. Uh, well, thank you, Blaze. Well, then, um, all right. Well, then, Sean, we'll go back to you then for your number one. Okay. My number one seems a little off because it may not be the best thing, but I think it's one of the funniest. Um, it's not a moment, per se, because it is, once again, just a brain, and that is the brain from Eternal Sunshine of the Caffeinated Mind. <laughs> Ah, uh, good pick, good pick. Yeah, that's a fun one. Out of all of the brains, when Liv starts just acting ridiculously upbeat in the worst situations, creating some of the more fun, awkward moments in this season, uh, <laughs> her just being like, oh yeah, she's definitely in a better place now, as soon as like Clive walks in. <laughs> yeah, no, that that was an honorable mention one for me. That's I'm glad you picked that. Yeah, it was great. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's so wonderfully different than the live we're used to seeing. Um, you know, just, you know, lives, lives a little cynical, a little jaded for obvious reasons. Uh, so to see her, but that's just, why we love her. Of course it is. Of course it is. Uh, and then like you said, to see her be this like upbeat, like almost annoyed, yeah, pretty much annoyingly peppy and positive person. Um, which we're actually, we'll talk a little bit about her being peppy, uh, from the episode recaps tonight from a different brain, but, uh, but, um, but yeah, I agree. It's just, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, 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 you know, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I just, I just love when a character like Liv, who's like, okay, it can't get any worse from here, just becomes the like bubbling sunshine that typically comes from people who have way too much coffee in the morning. Mostly me, like 90% of the time on a bad day. It's like, I just need three giant cups of coffee and I think I can handle the world at that point. Hell yeah, man. That's... And then I'm just like shaking and I'm just smiling and I just look insane, which is <laughs> sounds about right. <laughs> And my customers probably think I'm insane as well, because that's the only way I can get through morning shifts at work. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, do, we do what we gotta do, man. Um, it but, hurts. But, <laughs> uh, but Blaze, before you get into your number one pick, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, I mean, it's definitely like a, a fun brain, like Sean said, just to see her act, uh, you know, the reverse emotion that you would expect during more tragic and, like just not unhappy moments um it's it's a lot of fun it's definitely a great brain for sure definitely definitely one of the best ones from season two indeed indeed um but yeah i think i have a feeling you and i might have the same number one drum roll insert drum roll do you want me to say mine or yeah go right ahead i'll i'll see number one is when uh, the Clive reveal when Liv when he finds yep. out Liv is a zombie finally. Yeah, I agree. That's that's my number one as well. For me, um, it's mainly just because, like you know, it's it's of it changes the the landscape of the show going forward, and mm-hmm. um, it's such a major thing to happen. He was essentially the only one who didn't know at this point, right? Was he, he was the only, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, aside from her family, yeah. Yeah. The only the only main character. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um so it's a huge moment and just the the way it happens and how she be- 
because she is again like these big moments you know they play them out really well um just because like everything going on with like major and the fact that she she doesn't want she doesn't necessarily like we don't like it's not like she planned on doing this you know or planned on kind of springing this on him but she has to mm-hmm. um yeah it's just a great moment no i i wholeheartedly agree and I really love what you said about how it changes the landscape of the show because what's built into the DNA of iZombie up until this point is kind of Clive's like kind of fun, somewhat weirded out reactions to Liv's constant behavior changes. Um, and he it's doesn't probably not going to change too much come season three. Yeah. Cause but... he still has to play it off as, Oh, she's just a weird psychic. No, no, I, in I front know of people. No, definitely. But I think now like, kind of similar to how Peyton has like kind of kind of rolls with it now and has gotten used to it. We're going to see him start to as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't think it's going to lessen the comedy aspect of it. I mean, I was no. just talking, we were talking about the stripper brain. I mean, Peyton knows full well what's going on. It's still a hilarious episode. Um, but I, I do think, I mean, one, I think it, it was just time, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah, you know, secrets on 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 shows like this can't stay secret for too long, and uh, and yeah, I just and I love how he one I love how she like sh- like essentially like he t- she tells him and then she really has to show him and then how he just kind of like you know how he takes the information and then that goes in, back into the breakup with Bazio how he standbys stands by live and and stands by keeping her secret, um, yeah I. Again, kind of, I pretty much echo everything you said, Blaze. It's just, it's it's the most important moment of the season, I think, personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Awesome. Well, that will th- then do it, uh, guys, for our uh, top five moments. Um, if you guys, you know, would love to share, would lo- we would love to hear from you as well. You know, what were your top five moments? You know, top ten, top whatever, you know whatever number you want um, from iZombie this year. And I mean, we know we only got 10 episodes um, because the show, unfortunately is still four months away. Uh, but, um, but yeah, but let us know on Twitter, um, you know, tweet at us with your favorite moments from, from uh, the back half of season two. We'd love to hear them, you know, or email us. us if you have longer, you know, yeah, definitely opinions, iZombieRadio yes. at gmail.com. Exactly, exactly. And if you're playing the shameless plug drinking game, take a shot right now. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but yeah, guys, just, you know, uh, we'd love to hear from you about that as well as we kind of celebrate the show as we kind of, and, and television as a whole as we, uh, you know, wind up, as we end uh, end this year. But, uh, but yeah, that will take us now to our final uh, episode recap and review for season one. This is going to be episodes 12 and 13. Um, I'm not going to say the titles again. And... Dead Rat, Live Rat, Brown Rat, White Rat, and Blaine's World, Blaine's World, Party Time, Excellent. <laughs> well, with, with that enthusiasm, Sean, I think you should start off the discussion, <laughs> my friend. Um, what uh, what do you think of these two episodes? Uh, well, I've watched this one a while back with my girlfriend, so I haven't watched it in, like, super, super recent memory. Um, but I do remember that this is the point where uh, we get uh, the first cured, like, zombie that doesn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Sebastian's still alive. Oh, yeah, Sebastian. And then we get the, uh, what we like to call the CW reusing actors <laughs> with uh, Bex in this episode. Basically, I'm pretty sure she didn't change outfits going from right. the Arrow <laughs> set. They're like, hey, we'll schedule, we'll schedule you the same day. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's literally wearing the same thing. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty goofy. I I love I love that actress, uh, Bex Taylor Klaus, but she's always, uh, I feel like she's always in that same type of like outfit, that like leather, dark hair, like always kind of like tough looking. 
Um, it's funny. Uh, there may have been one show. I can't remember which one off of the top of my head that she appeared. Semi- oh, she's appeared in The Librarians as a science geek and is not wearing black and leather. Okay. Season one of The Librarians. Okay. It's a science fair episode. Can't nice. remember I... the name of it off of the top of my head. The first thing I ever saw her in was the show The Killing, and I've I've loved her ever since. But uh, but yeah, but I mean, you mentioned you mentioned Sebastian, and obviously that leads us into the, I mean, the biggest moment of episode twelve, which is he comes to attack both Peyton and Liv, and guess what happens? Peyton finds out about zombies and that her friend is one. And, uh, that's a pretty big moment. And Blaze, I know you, you kind of touched upon it earlier when comparing, uh, Peyton's reaction to Clive's. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what, what, I mean, rewatching this scene again, rewatching this episode, what, one, what did you think about the whole sequence? And then two, you know, if you want to talk about the, the kind of live and Peyton relationship as well. Yeah. So, um, I would definitely say like, okay, the whole sequence is, it's very, it's definitely like well done because, you know, just like the way he goes for Peyton, you know, to like get to live more, kind yeah. of. Um, and, and also, I, I think like the one thing that bugs me is how he's like, I mean, I get, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just being weird, but, um, <laughs> how he just yells at her and he's like, you did this to me. It's kind of like, bro, you were like an assassin, scumbag killer beforehand. Like, I don't know what. What did you expect? Like, I know but that's that's what <laughs> that's what scumbill that's what scum uh, scumbag killers do. They can never take responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but uh, it, it's like really well done. Um, it's a lot of fun and it's like good action too. It's definitely suspenseful in the moment, like when. Um, they're having their actual like battle or tussle or whatever, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, and then I love that you know Liv has like a knife through her hand and she turns and sees Peyton, who just watched her best friend, you know, stab a dude in the head and that and at the same time learn that she's not human, or like not completely human. Um, and so yeah, it's definitely like very emotional and very. There's a lot of tension there, so it's well done. But um, as for how it impacts their relationship, that's yeah, that's like really interesting as well. Because you know, I for me, I know I understand that for Peyton, it's like a lot to take in at once, and that it's a very like traumatic scene. Um, yeah, and and so like that's where she gets like a little bit of a break in my eyes um to just kind of need to feel the need to like get out of there because on top of like everything that still is like the scene of where she like her home where she was just like she might like just not feel safe there anymore either or like in the moment (laughs) and um so i definitely get her departure but um but i don't know just like it's not like i guess comparing it to clive it's like Clive literally watches her, thinks that, like, Liv is basically committing, like, a suicide, right? Like, it's, mm-hmm. like, so it, it it's, like, well, just Cl- as terrible. Yeah, Go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 yeah, I, I agree. And what, what I, and what I, what I love about, I mean, this, this scene, too, and how it, and how it happens in this episode is, this is right after, you know, the episode where we have Liv hallucinating herself telling major mm-hmm. and, and everything going well and that's kind of her her dream way of telling people is is how she envisioned it with major and now this is the nightmare version that's actually happening and 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 the fact that those those kind of scenes t- t- are are so close uh to each other and how they play off each other the kind of counterpoints of them i i think that plays really well and that even gives the reveal to paint a little extra oomph, you know, because she's literally looking at Liv like a monster, you know, like it's no longer her friend. It is a walking, talking zombie thing she's only seen in horror movies. And it's it's tragic. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, um, 
Sean, did you have anything to add about the the kind of painting about the painting scene? No. You again, you guys pretty much hit all the points that I was going to hit. It's like we're reading each other's minds or something. I was actually going to talk more of the uh, the sillier moments of the episode. Oh, let's get into them. You know, Major buying a freaking hand grenade just casually out of the back of someone's car. Like, come on, really? Really, Major? When I watched this with my girlfriend, we just both looked at each other and were like, did that just happen? That just happened. Yep. <laughs> he just bought a hand grenade out of some dude's trunk. Like, how does he know that's going to work? Like, how can you trust this guy? You don't know if he's selling you just, like, a dummy prop grenade. Which, obviously, it was for the sake of the show. But that's beside the point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess he's kind of just desperate. And it's like... I think desperate and also, like, basically running on, like, full adrenaline for the situation. I don't think he's... I don't think he's slept, to be honest. Well, yeah, but so, like, I don't know. I think if it's... I can see, like, emotionally charged in the moment, kind of not thinking straight, like, why he would risk it. It's definitely goofy. And it, I mean, and it helps go into the best scene in episode, well, one of the best scenes in episode 13, which is his entire freaking killer rampage at the meat cute. Um, he, he went postal on meat cute. As as one as one would do when you're you know thrown in the freezer and and told you're gonna be murdered and um, you know eat brain soup. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Blaine Blaine knows how to mess with people. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, I had that, another very interesting, another funny scene. Mainly the whole brain shots at the beginning of the the episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because she was... I I almost threw up when I first watched this episode last year um, because it just was, like, disgusting looking. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't I think mean, any amount of hot sauce could make that, like, palpable. Yeah, I get that. Palatable, yeah. I, I get that, yeah. I, uh... Speaking about the brains, though, I mean, and we can get back into Major's uh, Rampage sequence later, but the brains in um, episode 12, I remember Rose saying that episode 12 was her favorite from season one because of those brains. I mean, we get both cheerleader brain and stoner brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember thinking and, like, writing my review for this and being like, I really don't know which one I like better. They're both, like, hilarious. Uh and I mean, especially live as a stoner is ridiculous. Like, just, yeah, it's pretty funny. Weed uh, lollipops. That's all I got to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's legal now in California. Uh, but uh, yeah. But uh, it was just funny, like how Peyton. She's like, I've got a, I've got a lollipop from like forever ago. I'll take it. Yep. <laughs> like how eager Liv was to. Just get high. I just love her. Del- I mean, I don't know. But then the cheerleader. I love like just the way she delivers the word, like delivers totes. Like this, as her delivery of like certain lines. Oh, I just again, it's Rose being Rose. It's her being incredible. But it's just, oh man, it's just so much fun. Um, and I can't, I can't imagine for her like how much fun that was to play. Yeah. Right. Just yeah. being goofy like the whole time, basically. Yeah, especially after like some more serious brains, like you mm-hmm. see that with like, with like PTSD brain yeah. and like alcoholic brain, and like, you know, it, it's got to be nice for her to just be like, all right, I'm gonna act like I'm like I'm high, or I'm gonna be like a peppy cheerleader, and um, uh, yeah, I just uh, and and Robbie too, like, uh, when Robbie's like, be aggressive, be be aggressive. <laughs> Uh, oh man, I I don't know. There's just so many, so many good moments. And again, that's what I love, like about iZombie. I've said it before so many times on this podcast with you guys, and I know you both agree. It's like it's that perfect balance between the comedy and then the intense dramatic stuff, you know, that mm-hmm. we get. Um, it just it does it so well, and it, and it's 
and it's a te- and it's a testament to like how well written the show is that not none of it feels out of place. I mean, sure, major buying a hand grenade from a from a dude <laughs> dude's trunk. I understand that's a stretch, but everything it's still uh, freaking hilarious, regardless. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but everything you know, everything I think goes. I mean, really well together. I mean, I've said it before about the past few episodes, but these like last four or five are really like it closes out season one in such a strong way, and uh, it's pretty remarkable how they do that. Yeah, absolutely. This show definitely came at a time for me right after Psych had just, like, finished. Like, it was a year after Psych had finished. So having something like this, where it was goofy but dramatic at the same time, felt felt great because of how obsessed with Psych I was. Still kind of am. I mean, I, I look around and I, I see all the pineapple memorabilia just in my room. Yeah. Which sometimes creeps me out in the middle of the night, because I'm like, ah! Why is there a pineapple staring at me? But <laughs> this episode is one of my more favorite ones for that reason because it like it brought back those feelings that I had whenever I was watching an episode of Psych. So, no, oh, definitely, dude. I mean, that's th- I mean, again, it's kind of similar to I mean, I Zombie reminds me of Chuck in some ways sometimes with like that too, definitely. Yeah, yeah. the different the different skills and things that live. Uh, Live gets, but uh, but yeah, I guess I mean um, I, w- I mean I want to dive into as much as I love episode twelve. Let's dive into this finale. Uh, Blades <laughs> World, Blades <laughs> World. Yeah, uh, I mean uh, Blades. Where would you want to start with it? Um, you know, I mean there's a, there's a lot to unpack. I mean we kind of we, well, touch- we touched upon some of it. But. It's just a dark episode. Like episode 12 starts to like, go down the path and then 13 just like finishes finishes you off KO basically. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a lot happens. I think like the biggest thing obviously is just the uh, sorry, where to start? Um well I think for me it's just the the build to the to the the very end, like to what happens to meet cute and everything, and like the progression of all of that. Um, mm-hmm. Like the first the first half is pretty dark and like you know it's like it's definitely like a slower setup kind of or like just what it builds to in the end. You're just like holy crap, kind of. Mm-hmm. You, like it, you know, it's like things just keep escalating in this episode, and just from like major in, you know, in the icebox, and to, like, how he escapes and everything, and, and, uh, and then, like, yeah, the whole fight scene in there, and, uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know, I just think it's, like, definitely a dark episode, and it progresses and escalates really nicely, um, watching it, it, like, completely, I guess, blew away my expectations for, how, like, just how crazy it was gonna get. No, totally. I think that's the thing too. It's it's dark. It's crazy. I mean, and just when you think, like when it's kind of like you think that the the, the episode's gonna end with like you know with Major maybe dying. Of course, mm-hmm. then Liv saves him um, and gives him the cure. There's like so many moments, and then I mean, I'll throw this to you too, Sean. Like, I know like because uh, Liv's brother applying to meet cute was always that thing to me where I was like, when is this going to come into play? When is this <laughs> going to come into play? And then we like, I mean, I remember watching that ending when it blows up and just being like, Oh my, like what? Like out of all the way things that the way mm-hmm. they could have ended it. Um, I mean, so Sean for you, like what, like how much did that surprise you? I mean, obviously this is the rewatch, but again, just how much watching that again, does that make you go? I can't believe they did this. And then, Again, their decision too to end the episode, to end the season on such a a kind of more quieter but but, but sadder moment, you know, that Liv can't donate blood. Um, uh, I I remember watching this episode when it first pre- premiered, and I kind of saw the explosion coming. Oh wow! Okay. I I kind of saw it coming. Um. It was at that time where I I had, like, 
just laser focused in on it and upon rewatching it i mean it was still surprising that they did it but i wasn't surprised that it was going to happen gotcha and then when it came to the fact that she couldn't donate blood i also sort of saw that one coming because as soon as it opened i'm like they're gonna totally ask her to donate blood and she can't because she doesn't want to turn her brother into a zombie because that was sort of hinted at when Sebastian took the blood off of her forehead and licked it. Like, that was, it was a big foreshadowing moment. And I, like, put the pieces together and was like, oh, oh, that makes sense now. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, um, I, uh, I, I think it's just, again, yeah, like, that they, I guess it just, to me, was, like, I was, like, oh, well, like, Liv's family's not really even, like, a part of this episode. I didn't even think of them yet being in danger at all. And so, and I guess, too, that it was just such a personal way to end it. Like, we have all these big kind of bombastic moments, whether we're talking about, you know, Major's, um, you know, uh, you know, killing of all the zombies at the meat cute, which... Again, I love the walk away from this line there, too, when he drops the grenade in. Um, oh, that was so cliche, but so perfect. It, it was earned, yeah. It, like, I just... it, was, it was like the action hero, action movie moment yeah. where you're like, okay, alrighty, buddy, you, you deserve this for all the pain <laughs> and suffering you had to deal with. You get this one. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um... But yeah, but then again, to end on such a... So I wasn't expecting this kind of more personal dilemma. And I remember at first being like, oh, really? That's how we're ending it? Like, we're ending it with this quiet scene with her in the hospital. And then I thought about it more and more. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I really love how this how this all comes together at the end. And uh, yeah, I mean, I really... I don't know. I can't praise enough. Bla- oh, and we should talk about Blaine. Like, uh, David Anders again, like... Blaze and I were kind of talking a little bit about this before the podcast, just how just how good he and almost how we we miss villainous Blaine. I'll talk. I'll let you talk about it, Blaze. Dude, yeah, yeah, he's just again just so dark. Like he just gives no f's. Like he is just <laughs> no seriously. Like it's crazy to think back and see how evil he actually was. Like he just comes in in nowhere and just no no thoughts about it. Stabs Major in the guts. Ben tries to basically t- say, like, screw you for, like, messing all of this up. Yeah. And, like, oh, I hope you die, like, slow and painfully. And... It's sadistic. Yeah, yeah. And and then, and then like, how he basically, like, makes fun of Major when he finds out that he didn't know about Liv... Yeah, yeah. And like, I, he just he just is ruthless, and it's like it's a lot of fun. Like he nails it. You know, he's great at being bad. Would you Would you say he twists the knife both literally and figuratively? <laughs> yes, I would. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I I wholeheartedly agree with you, and and it's a big deal, obviously, too, that Liv stabs him with the with the cure, mm-hmm. um, and that and then that she gives it to Major as well, like. Both of those, that's a, both of those play a big deal in the season two, which we'll get to when we do our recap and reviews of those next year. Hint, hint. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I, um, I, I don't know. I, it's almost like too much to talk about. I really just can't say enough how much I love it all. And I mean, I just, it was, it was such a satisfying episode the way it closed out certain arcs. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it left so much open for season two, obviously, because, um, you know, we still have Max Rager, which obviously becomes the big part in season two. We still have Blaine out he on the He hinted run. at it, like, big time. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely take care of that. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, and this was the first episode introducing his daughter. Didn't give any names. It was just She was just et cetera employee in this episode. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Good call. I watched the episode while procrastinating earlier today. I know, I just, yeah, I just... <laughs> it's just, it's, it's I a very loaded episode. 
It is. Because we've got probably one of my favorite live brains of all time. And uh, because she's already... She's already a cynic, so you add the snarky sarcasm that she has, and it's just the trifecta of... <sighs> Here we go again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, and I, and lastly, I want to just touch upon, uh, too, you know, this is when Clive starts suspecting that, you know, Major was maybe involved um, as well, you know? And the fact that he's really suspicious about him you know the fact that now major not only knows about zombies but almost became one it kind of starts the collision course for season two where you know clive's gonna figure this stuff out eventually um and i thought that was a nice little thread to leave going into season two as Mm -hmm. well but uh definitely but yeah i i don't know what else to say except that again it's just a damn satisfying two episodes and a damn satisfying first season i mean it just uh, it's got it all guys i mean i love rewatching this so like there's there's not a lot of shows out there that i feel like i could rewatch and get that same enjoyment out of but it's this psych and chuck for me okay yeah chuck is definitely it, a re- it's it's the holy trifecta <laughs> of just dramedy yeah i i feel that there but uh, but uh, but yeah. Before we uh, before we you know kind of close on this episode, do you guys have any other thoughts? Anything last minute things you want to add? No. Uh, only Liv's comment about uh, Indian mustard and how <laughs> it it sucks donkey parts. Yes. To quote Liv. To quote Snarky Liv. <laughs> Man, nobody can deliver a line like Rose McIver. <laughs> Nobody can. But uh And Ravi's sort of acceptance of it, just like, oh whatever. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh man oh that's the whole thing. Oh, the whole other thing too is like Peyton leaves and Ravi's without her and we didn't even talk talk about that, but Oh anyway, yeah. Cause gets... Ravi and Liv call each other and like Ravi's like, Have you seen Major? And Liv's art, have you seen Peyton? And they're, like, going back and forth trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, again, if you, uh, I'm sure, obviously, if you're listening to this, you have watched the whole first season, hopefully, along with us. Otherwise, hope you enjoyed us spoiling it for you. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, it's... it's oh, shoot. Should we have put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this? Maybe, maybe. We'll pull one at the end. Spoiler alert. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, That's not how spoiler alerts work. Uh, it's okay. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, guys, that's going to do it for our uh, our season one review and recaps, which, again, we'll go into what we, we've already kind of talked about before, but we will be doing, when we come back in January, for the podcast, for iZombie Radio, we will be doing... Um, season two episodes leading up until the season three premiere. We're going to be doing reviews and recaps for all those as well. Um, we don't have an official start date back yet. Like we're still figuring out when in January we'll be coming back, but we're going to start with the the season premiere, uh, grumpy old live, I believe it's called. Um, so we're going to do that first one. And then from then on, because it's an odd number of episodes, there's 19 episodes. Uh, after that first one, we're going to go two a week. Um, following that, yeah. so we, so hope... it, it, oh, we would do it like roughly ten weeks before the start date of season three. So, yep. which is April fourth. So uh, I'll I'll do some math and we'll figure that out. Yeah, math. I don't feel like doing math right now, but I agree. We will we will figure it out before January hits. But uh, but yeah, guys. So that's what you can you have to look forward to. Uh, from us uh, in the new year, but that's going to wrap it up for us uh, for our final episode of 2016, guys. It's been it's been a funny. We, we can't believe we've been doing this since July. Uh, we had a we had a little hiatus there while I was uh, while I was moving and and kind of in uh in in the hell of having no internet or cable for <laughs> a month. Thank you, Comcast and Verizon. Uh, the but, best, uh, just the right? best. Yeah, oh yeah, they're they're so good. They're so helpful. Um, but yeah, but no, it's been, it's been a great six months doing it. Um, and, 
and yeah, I'm looking forward to, to doing more. And uh, but yeah, so that's gonna do it for us guys. Uh, so Sean, tell the good people one last time here in 2016. Where can they find you? Well, this will will be the last time on this podcast for 2016, but you'll hear me once more before 2016 ends over on the Geekishly Toku podcast. Uh, but you can find me on the Twitterverse at Snarky Sean. And there you'll find me posting mostly just psych gifts in response to people because I've made it my goal just to only respond, if using gifts, to use psych gifts. Because like Supernatural, psych has a gif for everything. <laughs> Good call. Good call. I like it. And, and I'm uh, also... Forgot to mention, I am also the pop culture editor over at the Marvel Report. I just released the update for my my uh, take on the update for Avengers Academy with the A Force, the Winter A Force event with Lady Thor and the rest of the A Force, because now there's two Thors, which is confusing because they're both four in the game. And they had a conversation with each other, and I just got confused. Also, <laughs> Odin is 100% Santa Claus. Confirmed. <laughs> can't, can't beat that. Can't beat that. Um, all right, awesome. Well, yeah, be sure to check out Sean's stuff on the Marvel Report. And Blaze, my friend, where can the good people find you? Uh, you can check me out at Blaze Hopkins on Twitter. Uh, not much going on right now as everything's winding down for the holidays, but, uh, you know, I'm always doing comic reviews at the Marvel Report and, uh, and, uh, plenty of TV episode reviews over at TV Overmind. Awesome. And you guys can find me, Chris King, at CKinger13 on Twitter. Um, I just had a review go up for the, uh, New Girl Christmas episode that aired tonight, um, Again, this is we're recording this on Tuesday, December thirteenth. So it might be a few days, but hey, if you haven't checked it out yet, check it out now. Uh, and uh, and yeah, you guys can find uh, we'll be doing a lot of end of end of the year stuff on TV Overmind as well. Blaze and I will be a part of that. I'm sure we'll be doing some cool end of the year stuff on the Marvel Report, uh, which all three of we us we've are. already started. Actually, uh, we're doing the twelve days of Christmas. Today was the uh, best moments in TV. I want to say. Awesome. And tomorrow is the best moments in comics, which I think Kat's picking up on right now, and a few other things going on. I'm doing the one on gaming moments, so that won't be until the 21st, though, because right now it's finals week. So, (laughs) well, by the the time you get this podcast, I will have already been done with finals week, essay submitted and everything taken care of, and you'll have a stress-free Sean for... The next four weeks ish. There you go. I don't know. I go back the week the flat the flash comes back. <laughs> All right, I think that's like the twenty something. Yeah, I can't uh, do math. The twenty third, do... I think. All right, I awesome. don't know. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't do math either. But uh, but yeah, guys. So make sure you check out that stuff on TVOverMind.com. MarvelReport.com. You can find a lot of our writings on those sites. But also, don't forget to follow us at twi- on Twitter at iZombieRadio. We're also iZombieRadio on Facebook. Make sure you're subscribed to us on iTunes or Stitcher or any of those good things. And then um, try to... Literally th- virtually everywhere at this point. I'm still working on a few more <laughs> in my free time, but yeah. <laughs> Literally we're everywhere as much as I can get us. <laughs> awesome. And uh and also follow, if you're not already subscribed, follow the uh, the DC TV podcast feed. That way you'll not just get our uh, our podcast, but also the Flash podcast, Quiver, Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl Radio, all that good stuff. Um, a lot of good people doing good work um, here, and we uh, we all could, could use the support. We really appreciate it. Um, and again, guys, have a very Merry Christmas, a very Happy Hanukkah. Very happy Kwanzaa, very happy holidays, period. Uh, whatever you're celebrating this time of the year. Uh, happy Festivus. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we're, we'll, uh, we'll air our grievances on the next episode. Uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, just, just enjoy this time of the year with your family and friends, with those you love, and uh, take advantage of, of the time together. Uh, but that will do it for us, guys. Closing us out here for 2016, I'm Chris King. This has been iZombie Radio. 
Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.